Get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. Summer is heating up with baseball. Can the Jays make a run at the division? Oh, <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> uh, hey, but you can bet before the game, whichever way you think. Live and in play uh, at all your favorite teams and hot dog contests. Woo! Woo! Sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN or download the app to get started. It's 19 plus. And what do you have to do, Steve? Please play responsibly. Welcome to Nailing the Apex, everyone. I'm your host, Tim Haraney. Please head on over to Spotify. Give us a five-star rating and a follow. Same goes with Apple Podcasts as well. Rate and reviews. It really helps us grow the show. And also, you can watch us on YouTube now. Uh, doing this one from my bedroom, as you can see the pillows in the background. If you noticed, I make my bed every morning. Very clean and organized kind of guy, so... Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's talk some racing. So British Grand Prix coming up this weekend and media day was on Thursday and um, interesting stuff. I mean, I guess wh where do I start? I mean, let's go with Brad Pitt because <laughs> uh, he's going to be here this weekend. He's going to be at the race. So what's going on there is the Apple Studios F1 film is going to be starting uh, shooting this weekend here at the uh, the British Grand Prix. Um, you know, I heard from Lewis Hamilton. I was in the press conference with him earlier today, and I guess he'd been with him at a racetrack in, in L.A. recently. As uh, I guess, I guess Brad was getting trained to uh, drive a race car. Now, uh, Brad Pitt's not going to be driving like a real Formula One car. It's uh, it's essentially, uh, from what I was told, a detuned like Formula Two engine, but it is in the chassis of a modern era Formula One car. So they all look the same. All the Formula One cars, uh, as as all the Formula One cars, and I think one of the things with this particular movie is the you know being very authentic to what Formula One is and that's something that you know lewis hamilton really hit home and he wants to make sure that he does the sport right and i think i think a lot of people do for sure it's in good hands i mean lewis knows what he's doing and they've also got a great director on this as well they got a great crew i mean they're shooting in i believe they're shooting in the paddock because they had a ton of equipment uh, camera equipment in there today when I was walking around. Uh, it was pretty neat it, to see it all. It's it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to um, film all of this. Like it's it can be a challenge. Um, you know, my partner works in the entertainment industry, and you know, the, it, it's not an easy industry to work in. And like trying to get shoots done can be. A challenge and it can take some time um to get a shot that you need but with this it's it's going to be very fast paced like they don't have a lot of time to get the shots that they need they have some track time that's carved out over the weekend but it's only like in 15 um minutes sort of increments or segments and that's kind of like all they get so it's not a lot of track time uh that their team is is going to be getting to film part of this movie and i think they're going to be you know coming in and around the formula one paddocks for the remainder of the season and then obviously they got their off track stuff that they can shoot which is no problem uh for them it's just mostly the stuff in the paddock and 
uh, everything else, you know, built built around it is going to be is going to be a bit of a challenge. The name of the team is uh, Apex GP, uh, so it's like a black and gold uh, livery, um, and uh, saw it out uh, on the track uh, a little earlier. It was it was pretty it was pretty cool. Um, they they have like I was saying the bright director for this. They've got the director who made Top Gun, uh, Maverick, and you know from what I've told, they've got some you know really high tech equipment uh, to shoot this thing. Like they've got cameras built inside of the car, um, really high tech stuff. So it's it's exciting. I'm I'm curious to to see what the end product is. You know I'm always been skeptical ever since. Uh, driven <laughs> and uh you know i was kind of like around you know that time in champ car and indy car and kind of seeing how that all got handled and yeah i just uh i really hope it turns out well i think i i i think one of the things obviously like i had said is the challenges of of shooting and how they're going um to be shooting and then obviously the the storyline uh, as well, I uh, just want to make sure and hope that it's going to be authentic and, and true to tr- true to Formula One and true to to racing um, in general. Uh, got a uh, tour of the Aston Martin uh, facility today. Their their brand new one, state of the art. It is incredible. It is so cool. Oh my god. They've got um, they, when you look at the building from the outside. I mean, it's it's it is massive. But then once you go inside and see how it's built, it's almost like uh, it's almost built like a small little town, and it's got like a main street that sort of runs down the middle of it. And as that street runs down the middle of it, to the left, to the right, are your different uh, departments: fabrication. You've got the race bay. You've got electronics. Uh, you've got the carbon fiber thing. I saw one of the, I saw one of the big tubes that they actually bake the carbon fiber in, and these things are massive. When I tell you they are massive, they are friggin' huge. Um, so yeah, that was cool to see, cool to see all of that. I'm just still trying to process like <laughs> everything that. Uh, Everything that I that I got to see, but they they you know they take their can they take your phone from you and they put stickers over the the cameras so you can't take pictures you can't film, um, but just the experience uh, in and of itself was pretty awesome. So it's pretty locked down and for good reason. You know they've got to keep their secrets um, uh, quiet. That's for sure. And yesterday got the uh, opportunity t- uh, from Williams. Williams uh, invited me out to their um, facility. And got to have dinner inside the uh, Williams Heritage Museum. Uh, and so for those of you who don't know, essentially, you know, Williams has this section in their factory uh, that is carved out for the uh, car, every single Williams car that was ever built. And they're all in there. And it's like they're all on their own stages. They all have their own descriptions of who drove um, the cars in what year. And they're all lined up in, in year by year by year. And we got to have dinner like right in the middle of, of all of this. And, you know, over, you know, over one of our shoulders is, uh, you know, there's 
Ayrton Senna's helmet, his car, Jacques Villeneuve's uh, 1997 championship winning Williams is just to the left of me. Uh, Nicholas Latifi's car and George Russell's is there. Lance Stroll's was there. All of it. It was, it was pretty incredible um, to see. And we got to have dinner with uh, James Valls. Um, it, it was cool. It was, it was, it was a great opportunity. They came and picked me up. So they, uh, they got them. They got this nice, like Mercedes to come and pull up to my front door, pick me up and drove me all the way out to the, uh, to the factory. And, uh, it, yeah, it was great. It was a great opportunity. And I'm really grateful for it. I had a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, this trip so far has been, it's been a, it's been a blast. Um, yesterday, if you saw over on my Twitter, uh, Dropped the news that F1's calendar had um, come out. And yeah, it's it's interesting. It's 24 races. So it's it's a it's a big event. Uh, and and you know, I there are some concerns with it, but there are also uh, some good things about it as as well. Um I think trying to get the races in close proximity to each other. Uh, is a good first step. I mean, of course, it's never going to be easy to to navigate all of this. I mean, you, I mean, look, if you wanted to do all of North America in like October or November, you you can't really do that because you know if you're going to lump Canada in with that, like it, it, it'd be snowing, it'd be freezing cold. There's just no way it could happen. So there are quite a few challenges with designing you know, a massive calendar like this. So it starts off in Bahrain on March 2nd. So it's a Saturday night race. And then that moves over to uh, Saudi Arabia from there on March 9th. Again, um, Saudi Arabian Grand Prix on March 9th. That is a uh, Saturday night. And Ramadan starts on March the 10th, which is the Sunday, the next day. So Formula One wanted to get this thing in and, and uh, make sure it was finished before Ramadan had started. And uh, just leading into that, you know, it could, you know, it could be, I don't want to say it could be tough, but uh, it could be a lot of travel for the teams because wherever they're going to do testing, if they end up doing it in Bahrain, which I think they probably will, you know, you're flying out to Bahrain and you're there for one week and then you're there for the testing and then you're there for the Bahrain Grand Prix and then you're heading to Saudi Arabia for, for that night race. Uh, as well and then you you've got a bit of time off before march 24th hits the australian grand prix then you got a week off and then you've got april 7th japan japan's back on the calendar um well it was always on the calendar but it's it's been moved uh i was thinking of china but it's been moved from its date in october uh and, and usually Japan is towards the end of the season, that October, November-ish sort of area. And now they've moved that all the way forward to April 7th. And then there's a week off. And then April 21st is is China. So that could be difficult for, um, for you know, crew members. You know, like uh, if you, you know, these people have families, right? So you got to think about it. They got to they got to go to Australia. Then they got to fly back to wherever home is. Then they've got to fly to Japan. Then they got to fly back to where home is. And then they have to fly to China. And then they have to fly back to where home is. And then there's a week off. And then you've got the uh, Miami Grand Prix on on May 5th. And and then you're you're going 
from there, you're going all the way over to Italy for the race there on May 10th. And then you're coming, uh, then you're, you're going to Monaco and then you're going to Canada. Uh, so pretty stacked grid. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there are three, uh, I believe there's three triple headers in this one. And, um, the end part of the schedule could be a little bit different, but all things considered, if you compare it to, I don't know, calendars past, like it's, it's a little more structured, a little more organized in terms of having races in their regions before moving on to like another region, which is a good idea. And so it's trending. It's definitely trending in the right direction, but it's, it's gotta be difficult too at the same time, because you, I remember in the past, like they, they always tried to make a calendar around well, part of the reason was the weather. So what was the weather like in the country that they're going to? Because sometimes, you know, you go to monsoon season uh, for, for some of them. So it can be a bit of a challenge uh, in that regard, but let's see what happens with next year's calendar. I mean, it's definitely going in the right direction. Uh, had the opportunity to sit down and talk to Logan Sargent, Logan American racing for uh, Williams racing uh, just coming off a really great result in, in Austria. It wasn't points, but I think for him, it's definitely going in the, in the right direction. Um, it just takes time as a rookie. You know, it's not, it's not easy, right? And if it was easy, I mean, obviously everybody would do it. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's a lot of learning that goes into Formula One. It's like I've said on this podcast before many times, you really don't know what you have until about the, you know, towards the end of your second year, you know, or into your third year, that's when a team really kind of understands um, what they have. And, you know, speaking with uh, James Valls last night has holds Logan in high regard, uh, thinks he's a really great talent. Um, and I think they're excited about him for sure. And so, yeah, anyways, big thanks to Williams though, for, for allowing me to sit down and do this interview with uh, Logan Sargent. So hope you enjoy it. You know, we were speaking before I hit record, uh, London. Um, okay. So first time for me, uh, being downtown, uh, London, like how do you navigate that? First, <laughs> first, like... first tip, you have to look both ways because <laughs> you don't know which way the cars are coming from. Sure. You, you got to double check both sides. Um, man, for the rest, of, I just feel like it's not like embedded in me. Like I just... I'm like, I'm a, I'm a city man. I'm just moving. <laughs> I'm, <a city laughs> I'm, just get, I'm getting around. Um, no, it's fast paced, isn't it? It's, oh, it's, it's insane. I, I like, I couldn't even figure out how to use the crosswalks because like part of the crosswalk didn't have the go sign and it just said, look left before you cross. And there's cars just like, yeah, it's, wa- it's wild. It's out of control. I was like, am I supposed to walk now? You, you got to get involved and you just got to make sure when you go, yeah. it's clear. <laughs> you like commit to yeah, it and then like, commit, there yeah. you go. Oh man. How is it? Like, what, what, what are you enjoying yourself over, over, over in London? I mean, because it's, you know, this is my first time, you know, venturing across the see like in a long time man because like i raced i lived in italy for a bit racing fia gt championship but that was like way back let's we're going back man like is seven 16 years so it's like it's been a long time since i've been over here and like how, how has it been for you like how's that adjustment it's, it's gotta be tough it right? is tough it is tough especially as a kid like leaving everything you've ever known behind is is tough um going from I mean, being a, a, a kid from Florida who had 
everything in terms of outdoors to moving to Europe, which is honestly quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and then moving to sort of a city life was not easy. And um, yeah, there was definitely a lot of tough times. Um, but I feel like now as I've gotten older, I can actually appreciate and enjoy the city much more than I used to I used to as a kid. And um, yeah, I feel like I've, I've, I've got to the point where I have a, a really good group of people and friends yeah. around me. And um, it's like part of the first year of my life that I genuinely enjoy it and I don't feel the need to to go home whereas before I was always homesick like 100% of the time whereas now I don't really get that feeling anymore which is quite nice yeah I I, I, like I don't know if this is true or not but like for myself I always find that like routine helps like if yeah I I mean routine's big I I feel like I've always been good with routine um I've always been I haven't really had a choice because of racing so it was always you know gym um I mean, really, just gym, sim, uh, when I was younger, schoolwork, stuff like that. Um, whereas, okay, now it's a, it's a bit different. Um, but I'm, I'm still in a, in a very good routine. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I think another thing that's really helped me is the fact that there's more races now mm-hmm. in, in F1. And it keeps me much more busy. And um, I never get stale. Like, I never get just stuck in one place. And um, I felt like that was the tough part when you would get stuck in one place with not much to do and you would just like start to eat yourself alive mm-hmm. because you're just you just you're so bored all the time. Yeah. Um, so I feel like now with a lot of races, I, I don't I never get into that that point. Yeah, I feel that. And, and but also with like the travel, like have you found because you're traveling obviously more now with Formula One than you were with Formula Two. But do you find like it's harder to to get used to like the jet lag, man? Because like <laughs> no, like honestly, jet lag this year I've been really good with it. Um, you know, we we put a lot of effort into to trying to, you know, make sure that we're as well adjusted as mm-hmm. we can be before we get there, and then when we get there, it's as easy as it can be. Of course, there's you know tougher tougher ones than others, but um, I think for me with the travel as well, the European flights. I can't stand mm. like the two, two and a half hour ones. They drive me insane. Mm-hmm. But actually the ones when I'm flying quite far, I find quite peaceful because I, it's like the one time that no one can bother me mm-hmm. and I can just, you know, be my, be, be my, be to myself, listen to music, watch movies, just lay there in, in peace. And, um, that's quite nice sometimes to be honest. I bet I got, I was on uh, the flight over here and, uh, I got to sit beside this old guy and he got liquored up. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, he wouldn't stop talking to me. And like, I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to sleep. And he didn't have his hearing aids in. And so I'm like yelling at him, answering his questions. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, I got to get at least three hours of sleep here so I can at least try to adapt to the time change. But like no dice whatsoever. But yeah, no, I understand that. Do you get those pods? Do you get the sit in the... Like when you go on a long travels, like do you get the pods? Yeah, yeah. Those so are sick. The team sorts me out with that stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. But like, if someone, respectfully, if someone's trying to talk to me, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm gonna let them know. I, like, I, I get it. I get so, it. Stop talking to me. <laughs> like, man's gotta sleep. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, no, I'm I putting get up that. with that. No, I get that. Um, How's the how's the season been going for you? Like, how are you? Obviously, you're enjoying yourself because you're in yeah. Formula One. But like, it, it, like, if you're, I don't want to say give yourself a grade, but like, 
yeah, how do you feel things are going? Because you're coming off a really strong race in, yeah. in Austria, and it really looks like you're starting to sort of piece things mm. together. Yeah, I, I, I don't like putting grade on things. I think for the most part, yeah, I've enjoyed it so much. Just, I mean, you're driving a phone car. How can you not? You know what I mean? It's 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 such a privilege. But at the same time, it's it's been a huge challenge for sure. It's been difficult. It's been up and down at times. Um, you know, I feel like there's been times where it's been moving in the right direction and times where it's probably taken a step back. Um, and then just trying to, you know, always keep yourself up, keep yourself positive, moving in the right direction. And um, I feel like the last few weekends I've really started to see quite significant improvements and I don't feel like they've quite been put on paper yet. Mm. Um, but just to see that and notice that there are things going better and in the right direction, that gives me a lot of motivation going to, you know, moving forward just yeah. in general. And also coming off of Austria, it was a decent weekend. Again, quality didn't come together, but I did see, you know, really positive things. Um, so to come to Silverstone, it's one of my favorites. I'm, I'm excited for it and um, should be a good weekend. Uh, so we got some questions for you. We had a lot. Uh, um, these are but, always interesting. No, I mean, I, I did my best to vet them, I guess you would say. But uh, there are actually some really good questions here. One's from Carter Ross. Who is your favorite F1 driver before and after you joined F1? Okay. Um, hmm. Before and after. I would say, but favorite in sense of personality or the way they drive or... I think what they meant was probably by the way they drive. By the way they drive. Okay. I think for me growing up, honestly, always, it's just going to be bland. It's just always the greats. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Lewis, when I was growing up, was just the best. So, of course, I'm going to, you know, see him as, you know, that guy. Personality-wise, you know? then. And then now it would be in terms of driving Max because he's just so dominant. Yeah. But um, in terms of personality-wise, before it had to be Kimmy, 100%. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was just a different different breed. And uh, I found him extremely funny, just how dry he was. But yeah, I'm going to go with Kimmy before and now Yuki. Uh, I think Yuki's funny. Oh man, there's he so just many. Starts, he just starts going off, like just starts stalking and talking and talking that he just he starts having his own conversation with himself. It's so good. We were up in the media room, or sorry, in the press, the FIA press conference earlier on Thursday, and like he had the other drivers just in stitches, man. Like they were all just like in a little circle. He was just like, I don't know what he was saying, man, but they were they were absolutely loving it. Um, Another question from uh, Ellie. What are the biggest changes and biggest similarities between F1 and F2 uh, that you've found? There ain't a lot of similarities. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, I think the similarities are that you're pushing pedals and turning a steering wheel. That's about it. Um, no, I think it, it's, it's, it's crazy different, to be honest. I mean, okay, one, you're much more in the spotlight, as to be expected. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you're against 19 of the other best drivers in the world, yeah. not being perfect can be very punishing and it can look a lot worse. And, you know, it might be at times. Um, so, yeah, that's something to, to always keep in mind. And at the same time, you know, the cars are, you know, a lot of people think F1 cars are easy to drive, which is far from the case. And I think I think a lot of the drivers are 
underestimated of how good they actually yeah. you know are and stepping in i've realized everyone is on it every single yeah. lap that they do and um that's been the biggest surprise to me um the, the, you know how challenging well because the tracks in general because you know you you didn't know uh you didn't know australia you didn't know miami and you didn't know canada yeah but you knew the rest mm -hmm. when you're going to these tracks and like you know some of these are like street circuits mm -hmm. like how precise do you have to be w with everything like with your driving and like because we, we were talking with james vals last night and you know he actually had to explain like how you know young drivers rookie drivers have to sort of build up sort of each session and yeah. like in saudi arabia like that's actually legit what it looked like you were doing mm -hmm. is it the same for like every single track when, it, when you get there you know it's like hey i gotta build into this entire thing i think on a street track definitely i think coming to a track like barcelona coming to a track like silverstone we can definitely attack it a mm -hmm. little bit earlier okay the build-up still needs to be there but it's a track that we know and we've driven for ages and they are a little bit more forgiving than a street track so we can we can definitely go for it a little bit sooner um but yeah man it's difficult because you're building up but so is everyone else yeah. and um you don't want to start too far behind because then you have too much to find right. and not it ends up not being enough time so you still want to start in a good place and yeah i think what people forget is you know we're all constantly building up so you don't want to you don't want to start too too far under the under the sort of limit. Question from Tan: Every driver has a favorite track uh, that they tend to overperform on. So he references Lewis and Silverstone, Lando and Austria, Sergio on street circuits. Do you have a favorite track, and do you have expectations? Me and Silverstone, baby. <laughs> 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 nah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Every time I come here, it's just boom. It's just good. <laughs> it, it, it hits. It's 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 good. We well, got a good relationship. Talk about that a bit, because like some people aren't going to know what that feels like. Like, I mean, going through what is it? Chapel and then maggots. Bet like that's got to be like going through it. Maggots and Beckett's is loose. It's it's unbelievable. It's yeah. the best. It's the best corner complex I've ever driven to this point. I'm a, you know, quite curious to see what Suzuka's like that first sector I think yeah. that could maybe take it but at the moment Maggots and Beckett's is the one corner complex that I enjoy driving the most is it how's the car like feel through that I mean I guess we would have to use an F2 car for reference because I don't like you haven't been on here in the F1 car yet right not yeah I mean <clears throat> we had a media day here but it doesn't yeah, really it count yeah it, it, it's a bit different um but to be honest I, I still I still know what to expect um I mean, if I use F2 and F3, for example, anytime you're on low fuel mm. and the car is as light as it can be and on the limit, it is, it's insane. And when you have good grip, because it is a relatively high grip circuit, um, man, you can use it. And it's pretty impressive. We're going flat through the left for the first left, flat through the, through the right. We'll have a half lift for the third, the third corner, which is the second left, and then just down uh, down a gear and a little brake for the last bit. So when you go down, like you're not brake, like so you're just using the brakes once, basically on that once for four that corners. right hand, yeah. that right hand or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, cool. So until that last right, we don't touch the brake. <laughs> Dude, that's wild. <laughs> um, so I mean, I, I think the I mean, people don't realize the force that goes through our body in oh, F1, yeah. even coming from F2, and me knowing you know what 
you know, I've driven loads of cars in my life. And then to step in an F1 car and go through a high speed corner and just be like, holy shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly what it is. I mean, it's, it's insane. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's quite appreciated yeah, as sure. much as it should be either. Uh, question from Laura. That's actually a really good one. Uh, you, who is your greatest supporter today uh, in the races? So I'm assuming they're meaning during the races. Uh, and they say they wish you the best always. Within the team or within? Uh, let's start with team and then I guess off track. Okay. Firstly, thank you for the last bit. Um, I think with, within the team... I don't think anyone supports me more than Ben, my trainer. Mm. I mean, he's been with me for five, six years. Um, also, I mean, to be honest, I'm going to eliminate the people who are close to me. So like my parents, my managers, my trainer, because they're obviously top of the list by a mile. I'd say within the team in terms of personnel, I think my engineers definitely got my back. Um, you know, we, we, we obviously want the best for for each other and he wants the best for me as a driver so i'd say with within the team my engineer and even james i think james really wants to to see me do well and and help wanting to help me you know progress um and then yeah outside i mean it, it's obviously it's just that team around me is is by far the the most support i get yeah for sure um I only got a few more minutes with you. So I want to talk about um, just the growth of F1 in America. I mean, it's been crazy. I mean, even in Canada, too, it's been crazy. But, like, it's in the States, it's been wild, dude. Like, um, what have you noticed the most, like, outside of, like, people attending the races? Like, wh what have you personally noticed the most? Because you've been following, you know, with F3 and F2, you've been following this around, like, before the boom, like, yeah. So you mean in terms of energy from everything? Fans yeah. Just what's the what's some of the things that you've really noticed the most? I guess. Man, it's it's busy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't get much time to ourselves. That's for sure. Um, I think for me, select Grand Prix are special, mm. and I've really noticed that. And I think you go to Australia, you go really to any of the ones in America, you go to Canada, you go Silverstone. To me, those Grand Prix are special because you really get a feeling of true energy and you can feel that sort of electricity. And um, that honestly goes a long way in, in how you feel in a Grand Prix. It's, it's really cool when it's there. And um, yeah, I don't know if people know that we, we we do appreciate that a lot because it's it's special and you don't get it everywhere. So when we do get it, it's nice to nice to feel that. Uh, and last one, I got to ask you about the uh, the Apple uh, TV movie that's being bad, Brad. <laughs> bad Brad. Have you like have you seen him? Like have you talked to him? <laughs> no, I well I met him I met him in Austin last year. He is the man. To be honest, he is so cool. Um, he was on. I mean. I might be biased. He was one of my favorite actors beforehand. So then meeting him in Austin was like, whoa, that was pretty cool. But he was really cool. He had a very Calif California vibe. Um, but then, yeah, to have them here, it's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, they have a proper setup, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I think they've done a great job with the name Sonny Hayes. Yeah. That is, so I mean, it goes so good. right in line with Cole Trickle, so Ricky good. Bobby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking Cole Trickle. It's right in there. 
They're just as good. Sonny Hayes. They just it clicks. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what. I honestly don't even know what they're exactly doing this weekend, but I'm interested to see. And it's cool to see the setup and. I'm excited to see the, the final sort of result of it all. Yeah, I think it, it's, it all kind of goes back to that boom of F1 in America, right? Like, I think this kind of takes it to another level. I mean, you've got the, Nef- the Netflix thing that has kind of raised the bar. But then I think like a movie like this, if it goes well, like I just feel it'll take F1 just to another another sort of stratosphere almost. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been cool to be in it, to be honest. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, <laughs> well, like, they, they are just supposedly, like, they're, they're, they are filming in the paddock, I, I think, or something like that. Yeah, like I'll a, get involved. Yeah. <laughs> just going to go crash the party. No, you run up beside Brad and you ask him for an autograph yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> Can I get in this, please? <laughs> uh, Logan, thanks very much for taking the time to do this. Uh, I really appreciate it. No worries. Thank you very much. Big thanks to Williams Racing and Logan Sargent for setting that up and taking the time uh, to sit down and chat with us. That was really great. I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was that, that was uh, definitely a fun interview to do. Uh, and yeah, you know, I, I think Logan's gonna be all right. He's he's a pretty talented guy. Um, it's there's an interesting story, you know, developing at this British Grand Prix and it has to do with the protesters that were at this race last year. And if you, if you don't remember off the start of the race, some protesters had jumped the fence and managed to get themselves onto, uh, onto the straight on one of the straightaways here. And Joe Guan Yu had his accident and that's what kind of neutralized the field. Uh, before the cars actually got to where the protesters uh, were uh, because it could have been a devastating uh, incident for sure for, for both parties. Um, a lot of the drivers talking about that today. A lot of drivers were asked about it today, you know, and, you know, George Russell saying it's, uh, you know, it's, it could be very, you know, extremely dangerous, you know, for, for everyone in, involved. Um, and so, I think they've got about a hundred. They were saying they've got a hundred extra marshals for the race um, this weekend to try and, uh, you know, help with some of that in case something does happen. Um, and it's something that, you know, it, it there, I guess there's a, the time and, and the drivers were saying this a lot, you know, there's a time and a place for protesting, you know, peace for pro- protesting is, is great. Um, but again, time and place for it. I don't think standing on a formula one track is, uh, during the a live race is the, is the right thing to do. You're going to get a lot of people hurt. So yeah, that's definitely one thing to keep an eye out for, for this weekend. Also Mercedes, uh, revealing a new front wing for this weekend for the British Grand Prix. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be really strong here. I mean, obviously like. You know, Lewis is really mighty at this track. Uh, he's great in Canada too, um, but he's really good here as well. I think they're going to be competitive this weekend. Now, can they catch Red Bull? I doubt it. I mean, it's going to be really tough. I do think, though, the teams are starting to claw into Red Bull's uh, advantage. But the inconsistencies from all of the teams is is kind of interesting. So this leads us to some tire talk and you can tune out now if you want, but it's actually a, 
it's actually a really important point um, are the tires. So Pirelli is going to be bringing new tires for this weekend that could be a little more durable. And uh, these tires could maybe uh, help a team, but it could also hinder a team. And so the tires are to do with high dag. So, you know, you see in a lot of the teams, you know, we use Ferrari as an example. I'm just going to use them as an example. There are other teams like Haas, you know, quite a few other ones. And once they get into the race and send a ton of heat through the tire and then the tire starts that degradation sort of process, you know, Ferrari's really struggled with it at the beginning of the season. Ever since they brought those upgrades, they've been doing a little bit better with it. Haas, though, they still haven't quite figured figured that part out with the balance of the car and with these tires that Pirelli are going to be introducing this weekend they are kind of uh they are kind of new and so it it'll be interesting to watch if these tires can help a certain team or if they can hinder a certain team or who is going to get on top of them quicker because you know, these engineers are going to figure the tire out. I just think it depends on who will figure it out the fastest. I think that's what's going to be really, really uh, crucial this weekend. I feel it could be a big talking point um, as well as we uh, as we get into um, this weekend a little bit uh, deeper. Uh, that pretty much does it for, for me from today. I mean, not a ton of... Uh, newer insightful information just kind of uh talking about um you know all the things i've gotten to do hey <laughs> okay what are you gonna do it was a lot of fun i've been having a great time over here it's uh it's definitely a weekend if you're a formula one fan i think you've never done the british grand prix you've got to check it out it uh is pretty awesome the campsites they've got here they line the hills they have flags everywhere it's just massive too like we're talking massive and it's just uh it's such a cool atmosphere it's a lot it, it this was a, was a good trip i'm glad i did it um but yeah it's it's been fun so far uh hope you enjoyed the podcast everyone give me a follow on social media i just uh joined threads uh so head on over there as well um i'm gonna be posting a lot of content on threads still do a little on twitter but I think I might start, you know, doing a lot more over on there. That's um, same handle at Tim Haraney. It's at Tim Haraney for all the social media. And uh, thanks very much, everyone, for watching and listening. Uh, please head on over to Spotify. Give us a five-star rating and a follow. It helps us grow the pod. Same goes with Apple Podcasts. If you can write a review, that would be awesome. And, uh, yeah, you can also watch us on YouTube. Comments, uh, like, subscribe, do all the things if you can. Like I said, just helps. Anyways, talk to you guys all later in the weekend. And, yeah. Enjoy the races.